Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's Marie Antoinette's favorite podcast, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. She lost her head over this podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. Joined, as always, the Gerard to my Depardieu, Chad Sowash, is in the house. And we are just giddy live from Unleash World from the Tex Colonel booth to welcome a show favorite, Georgios Marquikas. <laughs> Hi guys. He's the managing partner at Venero Capital Advisors. Welcome to the podcast again. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Third time, and then I can say that I'm a regular. Your fifth show, you get a you get a red velvet smoking jacket. So so keep doing it with your our mom, big heads on the back. Your mom will be proud at some point of your of your accomplishments. <laughs> we still have to get we have to get Quincy's out. That's right. So <laughs> some of our listeners don't know you. Give what? us a little bit of a little Twitter bio about you and the company. Yeah. So. Uh, managing partner at Venero, Venero Capital Advisors. So we are uh, an M&A advisory firm focusing exclusively on HR tech and the future of work. Uh, we're the most active advisors in this in the space. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, keen to talk about what's uh, what's happening right now. And Chad says you have the most beautiful head of anyone that we've ever, oh, ever interviewed. Yeah. It's a good looking head. It is. Thank you. You guys can trade shaving techniques later. Yeah, you can't pull this off. <laughs> With with a funky shaped gourd like yours, I know, I know, it's awful having a full head of hair. Anyway, anyway. So okay, so let's talk about this today versus two years ago. Yeah. The market is so much completely. I mean, it's like flopped, right? It, yeah. So tell us a little bit about about what you're seeing in the market right now. Differences where you're excited, where you're seeing where where's it going? Absolutely. So two years ago, we were having boom time. And then COVID, sugar rush. Yeah. And then COVID hit and everything just collapsed. Yeah. After COVID, we had the what we call the post-COVID boom. Uh-huh. Right? So you had a, a surge in investment and a surge in, in M&A. Activity. Free money. Free money. Seriously. Record levels. And then what happened? 2022, the markets collapsed. Markets crashed. And a lot of uncertainty in the market. Right. Uh-huh. Recession is coming, perhaps. Interest rates are going up. Right. So what we saw is HR tech from an investment perspective, wasn't affected dramatically day one. Yeah. But over the months and the quarters, we've, st- we've seen a steady decline in investment. Okay. And Q3 that just closed, we had the lowest number of funding rounds. Wow. Since 2000, late 2018. Yeah. And then lowest volume invested in the space. Now, the question is, what's been happening? And there's two things that, are, that, that have been happening. Number one, VCs, yes, they have been more diligent about who they invest in. But the interesting thing is that companies themselves have also not been coming to market as much. Why? Because over the last you know, 18 months, they realize that they need to get to profitability. Yes. They've been reading the same headlines. Yeah. They know that funding will be hard to get. You know, debt financing is getting more expensive. So yeah. everybody has been coming leaner, right? So everybody has been focusing on cutting costs. Which is a good thing, right? Yes and no. Okay. Why? Good thing because everyone's been extending the runway, right? But what's happening to growth? You cannot be cutting costs yeah. and not affect your growth. Yes. So I think next year we'll be looking back to 2023 
and 2023 will be a slow year for a lot of folks because they've been cutting costs. Sure, yep. sure. All right, so it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting. Pros and cons uh, to cutting costs. What are we going to see in terms of, you mentioned the unicorns. I assume there are down rounds happening or will be. Valuations are going to plummet. What's going to happen to these unicorns that we talked about yeah. between 20, you know, 2020 and 2022 or three? Yeah, yeah interesting. Um, so You're choosing your words carefully. Yeah, because last year, last year, yeah. there was some panic raising yes. where valuations took a hit. This year, the panic has subsided. So we're not seeing panic investing anymore or distress investing. Um, so I think for, for the unicorns, probably they'll, they'll do okay because investors will bet that they will be winners ultimately. So I think they'll do okay. Well, right? plus they already have investment in it and they don't want to lose that investment exactly. if it dies. So they'll yeah. double down. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Now, the people who hurt probably are the ones who are maybe are in the middle. Yeah. They've raised funding probably at high valuations, but they haven't quite hit their metrics. Now they're forced to cut costs. They'll see growth slow down and they will be impacted. I think the unicorns will probably do okay, I think, yeah. My sense is that the most successful ones are chomping at the bit to go shopping. Mm -hmm. My sense is there's a, there's a clearance rack of companies that yeah. are ready to be bought, which I'm guessing is your wheelhouse. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So M&A, interesting. Different story for M&A. M&A volumes have remained very constant for the last couple of years. So okay. we, we didn't see the slowdown that we've seen in investment. Uh -huh. We haven't seen that in M&A. Very consistent volumes. And the other interesting thing that happened this, this year versus last year, valuations picked up quite a bit. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. So last year, we saw a big contraction, 2022, about 40 to 50%. This year... Wow, that yeah. was huge. Well, in line with public markets. Okay. Public markets collapsed yeah. like 50%. Workday, you know, from 12 times to six times. So, but this year... Don't get me started on ZipRecruiter. Yeah, <laughs> don't even they, get they, me they, they, they got hit badly, yeah, yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah. By the way, they're not the only ones. Everybody in recruitment got hit. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, but this year, something interesting again has been happening. Valuations have been going up. Why? For two reasons. Firstly, companies haven't been forced to go to market anymore because they extended their runway, they cut costs. So there's been fewer distressed sales. Now, for the, the, for the companies that have been forced to go, come to market this year, uh -huh. the multiples were low, low single digits, really low multiples. Sure. But the companies that have been coming to market are the ones that choose to come to market, and their KPIs are very strong. On the other hand, you have private equity with loads of cash that they haven't been able to deploy for a couple, you know, for at least, you know, one to two years. Yeah. yeah. Keen to do good deals. So for the right assets with the right KPIs, these guys pay really, really high multiples. So it's a thinner market, but it's more healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Which is not a bad thing overall. I mean, yeah. getting ideas on the market's one thing, but there are a shit ton of bad ideas that are out there that actually make it to the market. We yeah. see them and you see them all the we, time. We've seen them. Yeah. We've yes. seen them all the time. Uh, so yeah, no, but it's very interesting because, I mean, it was IntelliHR that was acquired earlier this year uh -huh. and that played out in public. It was a publicly listed company. It started our initial bid for that company started at four times revenue. Uh -huh. Right, which is relatively low. There was a bidding war, and the final price was north of, I think, 11 or 12 times. So the starting price versus the final price shows yeah. you that for the right assets, buyers are willing to, and we've seen this in other situations as well, for the right assets, buyers are willing to pay a lot. What are those assets? I mean, it's not just technology, right? Yeah. What are those assets? Great question. We get asked this. So what is a good, what, is a, what makes an asset in demand? Well, a couple of things. 
first of all, the KPIs need to be good, right? Growth needs to be good. Sure. Profitability is very important uh-huh. these days, much more than, than a few years ago. Rule of 40, you keep hearing about that much more today than a couple of years ago. But also, you, can, you, know, you need to be differentiated. You cannot be another commodity asset that's undifferentiated, that does what others are doing. Yeah. So you need to be a bit, you know, you have your own moat and your own competitive kind of advantage. Yeah. And those assets attract a lot of attention. If you're just another, ATS, for example, is an example of a very competitive, very commoditized market. Those yeah. probably struggle to get really high multiples, but some others can do really well. So I'm hearing a little bit of optimism, but a little bit of skepticism. We've been waiting for the IPO markets to mm. sort of break for over a year now. Yeah. What's your take on that? We have a Personio mm. uh, that just raised, is coming to America, is talking about an IPO. There are companies here at the show mm. that have been talking about IPO, yep. ISIMs, Greenhouse, et cetera. Kind of backed What's out. What's your take on the IPO market? Is that going to break open in 24 or not? In 24, possibly. We had some attempts uh, by Arm and others to float this year. Birkenstock was yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah. Instacart. Yeah. <laughs> so probably some false starts, but I think maybe hopefully 24. Remember, with the stock markets, they move before the real economy reflects yeah. the, the, the upturn, right? Yeah. So hopefully, you know, by next year, the effect of all the interest rates and everything will have played out. And, you know, we will start to see uh, the central banks returning to focusing on growth as opposed to shrinking the economy. So if that happens, as soon as that happens, the markets will open up before we actually see this play out. And then IPOs will, will, will resume. Are there any, is anyone in this space that you're like, I'm really rooting for them? Because we haven't had a good publicly traded company yeah. uh, in my lifetime. Yeah. Is that going to change? Look, I mean, we have some great companies that, you know, from Personio. I think UKG probably is going to want to IPO at some point yeah. relatively yeah. soon. So I think we have some really good former startups who became unicorns who eventually, for, hopefully, will come to market. And if those do well, then I think it's going to be a very strong signal for everybody in the space. Yeah. So I think everyone would be rooting for some good uh, IPOs in the sector to, to be successful. Yeah. So we're at Unleash. It is busy as hell. There, there are just as many startups as there was, you know, back when the sugar rush was on. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this this to me seems incredibly positive. Would you think that this is a false positive or do you think that we're still moving in the right direction? No, no, I think, I think we're moving in the right direction. Things are changing, right? So, you know, a few years ago, we had what we at Venero called the period of rapid innovation. So you had a lot of companies pop up that were addressing point solutions and very specific problems, and those have started to consolidate. I think now the companies that you see here probably are more nuanced. So I think they probably tackle problems that are real, and they probably do that in a more differentiated way. Yeah. I think you, you start to see the non-differentiated copycats probably fade away gradually. Yeah. We had a lot of those oh, in yeah. recent years. Yeah. So I think the ones that are now surviving and certainly ones that are, that are spending the time and effort and money to exhibit are probably ones that, that think, look, we have something here. Yep. So one of your more recent deals was uh, Fountain acquiring Clevy. I'm curious with the, the AI revolution, everyone's talking chat GPT here. Yeah. What kind of deals are you seeing percolating from your point of view? What's, what's hot? What's being acquired? What's being shopped for? Yeah. So AI was very hype, but uh-huh. that's not necessarily a driver for M&A today. It helps, right? Yeah. But it's not that someone is looking specifically for, I mean, there are a couple of 
vendors are even some big names. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to name names, but some big guys who want to acquire. Georgios never names names. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, <laughs> not so, on the mic, at least. Yeah, not on the mic. Uh, but largely speaking, AI is a feature that a lot of companies promote as having, but that's not necessarily the driver for M&A. What is a driver is what I mentioned earlier, offering a product that targets a very specific point, pain point, yeah. right? yes. a niche solution that when I say niche, it's something that the big vendors will not spend the time uh, and money to to build it out. So they'll acquire it. They will acquire it. Yeah. Right. Workforce management is, is is very hot these days. Health and safety and you know security compliance. Those areas are very um, much in demand. Interestingly, pay, multi-country payroll is also. Oh hell, I bet. Yeah, yeah. making a comeback uh, behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, some companies, some vendors have released their own features, but also from an M&A perspective, there's yeah. things happening there. Seeing big growth in EOR too, right? I mean, yeah. just huge growth in and EOR. And those guys are looking to make bolt-on acquisitions that complement yeah. their offering. They want to have more things that they can upsell to their customers. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, learning is big, combined with skills, upskilling, reskilling. Uh, so, yeah. Stuff. It's not just the sizzle and the steak. Sometimes it's the side of frites, everybody. <laughs> Georgios Markikis, everybody. Georgios, for those that want to learn more about your company or connect with you, where would you send them? Website, venerocapitaladvisors.com, or you can find us on LinkedIn. Always a pleasure. Chad, that's another one in the can. Time for another cappuccino. We, we out. out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out.